Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, here we are on uh, the end of June, uh, talking about the covenant. We, we last time talked about peace. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, Linda and I, um, you know, we've talked. We've talked that we've because the, when it airs, we'd already we would have celebrated our anniversary. Well, we actually yes. celebrated. <laughs> You did. We actually celebrated years. 52 years, and um, we had a great uh, afternoon. Just spent the time together, just alone, and uh, enjoyed just hanging out and praying and being in the Word together and sharing, you know, life together. And we went to a, a restaurant in Denver called Shanahan's, and um, uh, anybody. And Linda didn't walk through any glass walls. She didn't right? walk any glass walls. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anybody that that follows football particularly the Denver Broncos, is Mike Shanahan mm-hmm. was the coach. Oh, is this uh, his restaurant? This is his restaurant. When they won uh, their two Super Bowls under with John Elway, mm-hmm. uh, who was their quarterback, and Mike Shanahan was the right. coach. And um, so he's got this beautiful uh, seafood, or steak and seafood restaurant. It's magnificent, uh, mm-hmm. really well done. But uh, when you walk in... Uh, there's cases of displays, and they're all his Super Bowl trophies and all the Super oh, Bowl ring, rings and all the pictures of it. Um, so you get to while you're getting ready to go to the table, you get to observe, you know, that kind of cool stuff. So it was, uh, it was, it was right. Fun. Yeah, we get a few more of those around here in Patriot Land, but I know y'all had a, y'all had a couple. <laughs> uh, here, I'll, I'll take, I'll take, oh, I'll take, I'll take that out. <laughs> Jazz teasing, yeah. 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 Well, we're coming back. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Russell William now, Russell Wilson now. Oh, C- he's a beast, Seattle, right? So he's great. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a neat Christian guy, by the way. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing that. So he's already given testimony here, and he care. You know, he's getting active with. Uh, his particular thing is helping ch- uh, disadvantaged children, and particularly kids mm-hmm. kids that are in the hospital. Love that. So yeah. that, that's his that's heart. Great. So that's kind of fun to see. So I, I'm I'm praying that someday I get to meet him. Yeah. I have actually always been a Bronco fan too. From the time we lived in Colorado, All I was right. a Bronco fan. Yeah. So my my pecking order is Patriots, Broncos, and then the Eagles because I have to be loyal for Dan's Eagles. But I'm not really an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, uh, you know Dave uh, and Melissa Dunkel. You know they live in uh, Tampa Bay now, where Tom right. Brady Tom Brady moved to. Right. And, you know, got one Super Bowl and, and didn't get the other one. But um, uh, Melissa does a uh, uh, charity for uh, cancer treatments mm-hmm. that she sponsors. Uh, is she's really uh, been leader of that organization. And and I don't know if uh, probably uh, Dan saw this, but on ESPN, uh, Tom Brady and other Tampa Bay uh, players showed up. Uh, Melissa was there, and uh, they had their heads uh, haircut uh, cut and red hair Put on in honor of this of the raising money for the charity and oh, wow. and so she she got to meet him and I asked her I said well 
can you get me a helmet, signed helmet, or a football? You know, come on. You know, and she says, well, Use maybe. Use this connection. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I guess, I guess he uh, uh, was really uh, uh, benevolent, you know, toward this ministry or this in this activity. And, right. And uh, she said he yeah, was. Yeah, he's actually pretty generous with things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's, of course, he, he has a lot of money, too. So <laughs> Right, right. But, no, he's generous. That's, that's wonderful. Um, so, anyway, we had a great time uh, at our anniversary and uh, just – you know, had to share. We had a great, uh, fabulous waiter who really took care of us. Was really honoring, of, particularly of Linda. You know, fifty-two years That's marriage. That's so and, sweet. And um, as you can, you know, as you see pictures of Linda, there's no way mm-hmm. anybody would guess that she's been married for fifty-two years because right. she still right. looks, she still looks like a kid. You know, and uh, she still acts so. And she acts, like, she acts like a kid. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know, so. Uh, that's the fun part of it. Our life is not boring, so we've had a great time. But uh, as we've, uh, you know, we talked about uh, last time we get, uh, got into the discussion of in order for us to receive the covenant, our role is to uh, stay in peace and offer peace and un- enjoy peace, um, which kind of leads us to a question that came up through uh, your daughter. So share that a little bit about how this came yeah. up. Frame up the question. Uh, and then we can uh, we can process, get into the word about this. A really good question. Yeah, because it's not only a good question, but I love the example it sets for how we process with God. Um, because Anna and her friends, she's got a sweet group of friends. You've met some of them on here. But a sweet group of friends who really do know how to abide and, and want to press in and know more. And um, one of them follows an influencer on Instagram that she usually, you know, her text was basically, you know, really admire and usually agree with what is said. But here's what I love. Something was said in this person's post that didn't sit right with, with Isabella. And so then she sat down, she went to God's word and she looked at it and she's like, okay, how does this make sense? Um, you know, and the question really came down to us from based on Psalms 5, 5, which is the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. And as she read about that and looked at it, she's like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me because it sounds like God can hate a person. And my knowledge of God is, you know, John three sixteen that he so loves the world that he gave his son. And how do I reconcile those two things? What I love is that 17 years old, she didn't leave it there. She didn't accept what the Instagram person said, nor did she just brush past it. She looked at it in the word and then began to process and ask God questions and went to her group that she knows will also do this with her and tease it up and it's like, hey, I'm wrestling through this. You know, pray about it, dig in and get some insight. And her real question is, you know, is it possible for God to to hate someone yeah. based on this verse, what she's seeing. And I just love, like I said, I love the example of what that sets for us when we hit something that we don't understand, um, not accepting it immediately. I mean, it, because some other influencer or somebody we think knows more than us says something, but actually going to God and letting him resolve it for us through his word. Yeah. And so now we are teeing the question up to you to take to our listeners as well. Yeah. Um, First of all, let me uh, let me set up the process. Uh, this is true for everybody. And by the way, this this to me is the the joy, the fun, the excitement of what we call abiding. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that you're in relationship 
to the one who knows. And that's, right. that's God because he wrote it. He wrote this verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke this verse to be written. Um, so it, it, it's there. Um, so we're not to ignore it. Okay, so first of all, and I, I don't think I gave you this, but you can in your Bible, go to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and read verses 9 through 12 and then verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12 and then 14. All right, almost there. 9 through 12 and 14. All right. But it is as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Um, what did you say again? Nine through twelve. Nine through twelve. Nine through twelve, and then and then fourteen. Okay. For what man? What for? What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And then verse 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Okay, so he he sets up, and this is what the essence of abiding is all about, is that um, your natural senses of sight, hearing, logic, mm-hmm. um, he says, cannot comprehend uh, the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so they're spiritually discerned. And again, it's very, very simple. Why? Why? Because God's spirit. Um, right. And God's spirit, what did he do? He spoke the, the, his creation into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's subordinate. The material, the things of earth, the cause and effect, is subordinate to the power of God because he's superior because he's spirit that created material. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, he says, if you if you try to understand my life, my way of, of having you experience life, uh, living with me in the spirit, if you try to do that in the natural, where your ears and eyes and logic try to determine, you can't receive it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's what I prepared, God speaking, to reveal to you. A revelation mm-hmm. is disclosure of what he knows, what he speaks, truth, in a way that we can receive it. And he said the, the key is to uh, not use your intellect. doesn't mean abandon your intellect. Right. But don't rely on your intellect, but be a receiver of revelation. Okay, now we know mm-hmm. something. As a follower of Christ... How does God reveal to us? He speaks to us. He, right. he uses the Holy Spirit to enlighten, to give wisdom, to, to say, look at this truth. Help me, help, let me help you understand it. Um, and I'll speak about it. I'll show you. I'll reveal the truth about it. Okay. So it's spiritual. That's number one. Uh, verse 14 says, if you operate in the natural, mm-hmm. and he's, he's talking to believers as he's considering the revelation, um, he's, you consider it to be what in verse 14? Foolishness. Foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, why? Why are because things foolish? Because they don't make sense. They're spiritually discerned. Yeah, yeah, they don't make sense. They don't make sense to us because, well, wait a minute. Uh, like coming across this verse, what says God hates us. Mm-hmm. 
well, okay, if I, if I logically play that out, then I have to say, well, then God hates people. And if God mm-hmm. hates people, the way that I think hate means, right. then um, I guess it's arbitrary whether God hates you or loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm an unlucky one. Am I on the side of God, you know, God hating me? And how does that stack up to, for God so loved the world? Right. Uh, what does that mean? And God is love. Um, how does that all stack up? And so your natural concludes, I guess, I, I, it's foolishness. And I guess he can do both. And he hates and loves. And I guess some people are lucky. Some mm-hmm. people aren't. Well, you've concluded all that. Because why? It's food. That, but all in the natural. You haven't asked God yeah, to reveal. It's foolishness. Yeah. And so uh, when it says the, and this is in uh, uh, Proverbs 1, Proverbs 8, the beginning of wisdom is the mm-hmm. fear of the Lord. And right. uh, the beginning of wisdom is to ask for wisdom. Uh, so mm-hmm. he says, when you come across difficult stuff, by the way, Scripture's full of them. Um, he says, if you fear me, you'll say this. What, you, what I just read is true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't understand how it's true and what is the truth about it because it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Um, and God says, okay, now the fear of the Lord would be what? Stay with me, mm-hmm. abide with me, seek me, help me under, help me reveal things to you so that you can understand it, and stay with it until you understand it. Right. Um, why? Well, because it's true. Uh, it, there's a truth about it. It's not like, well, I guess maybe it's not true, mm-hmm. or I reject it. He says, no, it's true. You don't, you don't yet know about this. But you this. don't have the full picture. Right. And he said, hey, by the way, child, hallelujah. You, you ask a really tough question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy that you asked that question because I'm going to show you an answer if you have a heart to, heart to go. Uh, and remember, we have Solomon and, she, and, and the Queen of Sheba as our example. When the Queen of Sheba showed up, and she was pretty smart, she said she asked uh, Solomon what? Every difficult question she had. Mm-hmm. And it says this, and, and Solomon, through the wisdom of God, could answer every one of them. Not one was left unanswered. Right, and that's how we got to approach it. Is okay. I got a sticky question. I got a difficult question. Uh, so the premise is: first of all, as we do this, uh, don't stop mm-hmm. or try to figure it out on your own, or say it, it's foolishness. I guess. I guess I just forget it. Rather, now that you've asked the question and you've seen something in Scripture, it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, great, let's go. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. All right, now um, we have to understand. Uh, the nature of God. Uh, so, uh, go to Psalm 15, and let's let's see what it says here um, about God. Okay. Psalm Psalm 15 it says, "Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against his friend." In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Okay, so um, the question is, well, who can dwell with Mm -hmm. you? God. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And be uh, on your holy hill. Uh, okay, now, uh, in, us, in essence, be with God on his place, because why? It's implying that God is what? Holy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only the only person that can be with God is because of, of being holy. Because right. because why? Well, God is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then he says, "He who walks blamelessly uh, with God." Um, okay. Uh, now we know something about that. Uh, that God is holy, and who can be with God? Those that are holy. Right. Uh, okay. Now, as a person, we know we got a problem. Um, go to uh, Romans uh, chapter uh, three. Get this up here, Romans chapter three. All right. And go to uh, uh, verse twenty-one through twenty-six. Sure. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on who all believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and be the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Okay, so he says that um, um, all have sinned, verse 23, Mm -hmm. and done what? Fallen short of what? Of the glory of God. Okay, because of God's holiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the requirement is to be perfect, see? That's why why in John chapter 3 it says all stand condemned Mm-hmm. Because no one, it says here, and it says throughout Scripture, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In other words, by ourself, are we holy? No. No. Can Absolutely we be? Not. Can we uh, achieve holiness on our own? No. Can God have relationship with us if we don't achieve holiness? No. No. Okay. So He says, "Well, uh, I, I'm holy, and I can't touch unholiness." So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll come back to this as to why this is so critical in terms of this discussion about, about God hates. Um, so he said there's a remedy for that. Mm-hmm. You can't get there. I can't, I can't have association with you. I can't have relationship with you because you're not, because of what had happened with Adam and Eve, and you, and you died, mm-hmm. and you lost the uh, communication with me and the communion with me. And he describes it in there. He says, Christ provided righteousness. Mm-hmm. To who? Those that believe. Right. How? Became the propitiation of the sin itself, which was Gethsemane, uh, sacrificed. uh, Actually, uh, when we talk further in this whole discussion of peace, uh, we're going to have discussion about this. But God overcame uh, the problem that Adam and Eve did, which was they surrendered their will to Satan. And it says in Romans uh, chapter 5, by one man, sin entered Mm -hmm. the world. By another man, through the uh, sacrifice of his, of his self-will, by another man, through his victory over the self-will, Gethsemane, mm-hmm. he conquered uh, what was sin lost. Sin and death. Sin yeah. and death, and then went to his death to take on the penalty, which is what it describes here. Mm-hmm. Okay, now why did he have to do that? Well, because all have fallen short, and holiness can't touch unholiness. Right. So he said, so what I did is I took care of the problem by taking on the penalty of being unholy to give you an opportunity 
to be holy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and he says in order to do that, it's by faith. I've, I did the work. Right. Now I offer it to you to receive it. If you receive it by saying what? I admit that I'm not holy. Mm-hmm. I need holiness. You provided that holiness through your death and resurrection. I receive that by believing it. Mm-hmm. And then he says you cross over from death into life. And now you have the opportunity to, again, be in fellowship with me, which is what we read in Psalm 15. Who can, right. be, who can be with you? Well, the, the, he who is blameless. Only he who is holy. How right. can we become blameless? Christ puts on his mm-hmm. righteousness and we receive it and live with him in his kingdom. By the way, and this is important for believers, we can actually step back into that place of severing our relationship. And you can read this in Romans chapter 8, 5 to 8, and in Galatians 5, 1 to 4. He says, when you step back away from the kingdom of God, which is surrendering your will to him, and you take on your own will, you sever your relationship with Christ and you fall from grace and you put to death again the spirit, you're at enmity against God and cannot please mm-hmm. him. He says, so you, you can, even as a believer, your eternal destiny is set, but you move back to that place of unholiness and there's mm. a whole discussion of what, what you do is right. you step back into having to be perfect. Uh, mm. When I gave you the remedy, but you threw it away basically. Um, and operationally uh, in your life, you now go into back into unholiness as a believer and I can't right. have relationship with you again until you hmm. repent and come on back, which, by the way, is ins- instantaneous. Okay. Uh, now, so it's, it's uh, God is holy. Uh, he gives us the opportunity to be righteous because he c- took care of the righteous issue. Right. Why? Because holiness can't touch unholiness. Righteousness right. can't touch un- unrighteousness. Okay. Now go to Psalm 1, uh, and let's look at, w- at what this says. Uh, very, very clear statement about this. Uh, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Okay, so he says, um, um, I know the way, and the righteous get to be with me, Mm -hmm. and the unrighteous don't. Right. And he says, now, if you're righteous... Guess what? You won't do what? You won't sit in the in the council of the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, by the way, it doesn't mean you don't connect with them or, or offer friendship or discuss with them. He saw, he's t- saying you don't walk in the council of the ungodly, mm-hmm. stand in the path of sinner, nor do you sit in the seat of the scornful, but your delight is to be with God, with other believers whose delight is to be right. with God. Okay, now think about why. He says, no, if you're with me, you can't be with them. Right. Uh, it, now, remember, and, and let me clarify this. It's not that we don't have association with them. I mean, God, Jesus himself, he said, mm-hmm. I, I didn't come to save the uh, the righteous. I came to save the lost, which, by the way, is everybody. 
So I've mm-hmm. got to spend time with the lost. Um, that's not a problem. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about who you have as your inner circle. It said can't be unrighteous. Okay, right. how come? And even, I think, who our sphere of influence, you know, because you see a progression there, who walks, who stands, who sits. Yeah. You know, you start by shifting your influence to, or who influences you to the ungodly, and then suddenly you're standing in that place, and then you're sitting and resting in it. Right. There's a progression of shifting your focus from God and his values right. okay, that so, is taking place. So why that. does he say, if you're with me, you can't be with them? Because again, he can only be with righteousness, okay. with holiness. Because and if we are not that, if we're being influenced by unrighteousness, unholiness, we can't be with him and he wants to be with us. Okay, so um, uh, remember we are unrighteous. How did we become righteous? Through Jesus. We, we live in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Romans 8 says, if you're in the spirit, you are now living as a child of God. If you're not in the spirit, you're living as a child of the flesh and actually have fallen from relationship with him. So Mm -hmm. the the way that we become righteous is because Christ places his righteousness upon us as we surrender our will to him. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, why? Well, because that's the only way he can do it. If we don't, he says, I can't be with you. And then if you are are trying to... uh, uh, do that with other unbelievers as your inner circle. I can't do that with you either because they're not holy, and you, now you're not holy. Uh, why? Because of holiness. Okay. Uh, now let's go to uh, let's talk about this issue of of the word hatred. Uh, go to uh, Proverbs chapter six and read verses sixteen. Uh, I believe it's sixteen to uh, eighteen. Okay. These six things. Sixteen and nineteen. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Okay. Um, The key word, interesting enough, is verse 16. He says six what? These six things. Things. Six things God hates. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the word hate, and it's here in Psalms, and it's here, here in Proverbs. We look at the word hate as an English word of I loathe you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am so loathing of you that I'm, I'm trying to hurt you. Right. Um, and I have a strong emotional loathing. Mm-hmm. Against you. Well, that's not what this word is. Interesting. Um, what is the word? The word is uh, God's righteousness uh, brings about justice, mm-hmm. and He can't touch unholy things. Uh, right. So, uh, as you think of the word hate, it's not the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really more of a structural thing that because of God's nature, which is holiness. Mm-hmm. And so the word is, uh, think of it this way, is um, I can't allow this to be in my presence. Mm-hmm. And I use the word hate in a very, it's a strong word, purposely, is I want you to know the absoluteness of that. It's not, well, I would like to, and I, I'm going to try to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sometimes allow it. He said, I can't. And that's mm-hmm. why he says six things. I hate, and he says seven, 
and verse 16 are what? An abomination. An abomination is to the level of so so much distaste that I cannot I cannot allow this in in my presence. And he lists them mm-hmm. down. And he starts with um, kind of activity, a look, a lying tongue, hands that shed infant blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, a feet that are swift in, in the evil. And then it switches in verse 19 to what? A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord. Among okay, the he, he, he included in the things mm-hmm. the activity of the person. Mm-hmm. He's implying that, but then he says, hey, by the way, what's included in the things that I hate and it's an abomination is a person who's a false witness, a mm-hmm. person who sows discord, not about the person. It's about what the person is doing which in, in, in a sense is really simple. I'm listing these down as an illustration, God mm-hmm. speaking. The simplicity is they're not with me, covered by my righteousness. Right. And so I, I, I can't do it. Uh, okay, so he lists them down. So when you think of Psalm 5, um, read that again, Psalm 5, 5, and read that verse again to kind of put a cap on all this. What does it say? It says, yeah, just a second, let me get back to that. It says, um, the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. Okay, I I hate all workers of iniquity, not because I hate the worker. Mm -hmm. The worker of iniquity, which is I hate the iniquity. Mm -hmm. And because the iniquity is resident in that person, um, I I see it the same way, is it's, it's now something that I can't have relationship with and right. I'm trying to establish the absoluteness of that and don't diminish my holiness for the sake of love. And love, mm-hmm. see, love from God doesn't mean acceptance. Right. Um, it's about the truth. It's about inviting you to the beauty of all that he did, which, by the way, starts with, I took care of your problem. Right. Uh, your requirement is- So that is, he is, can be with you. So that I can be with you. And, and, and the so requirement is perfection. And you can't get there. All have fallen short. Mm-hmm. So guess what? My love did what? On my own nature, I took care of the issue. But mm-hmm. I can't force you to because it's free will. And if you choose, so this is how you got to read this. I hate the worker of iniquity. In essence, it's very simple. A worker mm-hmm. of iniquity has chosen what? Chosen the ways of the world or self. By not doing what? By not walking with him. By not having a heart for God. Yeah. And receiving the remedy of love that I've given you. Uh, And he said, because of that, there's a wall. Mm -hmm. And that wall is an abomination. I can't, I can't touch it. And the, and the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the essence of it is judgment, ultimate condemnation. And if you never receive Christ, you will spend eternity in that place of, of separation. And interesting enough, God says, my love is for you to repent no matter how mm-hmm. severe it is. So those list of seven things, yeah. the remedy is what? Any one of he those. He still wants repentance, and he still uh, wants us right back with Repent him. and yes. come. So uh, it's not that God loathes a person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the position of that person in relationship to him. And because of his absolute right. perfection and holiness, it can't touch unholiness. Right. So he wants, ult- he wants to set it up. His ultimate desire, he does want to be with us. Right. And this separates us from being with him. Right. So it's not yeah. a human, um, uh, I hate you because of what you did to me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting enough, God says, <laughs> um, you're separated from me because of your nature. Mm-hmm. And what I did is actually give you the opportunity to actually be with me. Um, and until then, uh, mm-hmm. what you're doing is something that by itself is, uh, is an abomination. Why? Because of who I am and my, my who I am is absolute holiness, righteousness, and justice. Yeah. And so it's more of the act of judgment than it is a, an emotional uh, loathing of a person because God doesn't loathe people. He actually says, I invite you to enjoy me. And by the way, I'll, right. give, you the, I'll give you the covenant life, right. which is what we're talking That's about. That's great. Yeah. Whew. That's a... Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a deep theological a, question. It is a Lots deep, deep question. Stuff. Yeah. So uh, have them listen to this, and, um, yeah. and maybe they'll have more questions about it, which would be fun to talk about, because uh, 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 we, we have a little bit of time to kind of set the stage. But then I would urge them, you know, go keep asking God and keep helping understand mm-hmm. it now with some truth that they've gotten. Take these verses and go further until they say, ah, now I understand it, and right. it's, uh, it's understandable by revelation, not by logic. Right, and not even just by listening to us no. share, no. but yeah. because God and the Spirit has revealed to them the truth. Yep. Yeah, get to the word of it. Yep. So, yep. so that was fun. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, fun. And I just, you know, I love, love anybody who's questioning the next generation. There is a lot of them out there that are loving God and yep. seeking his truth. And so be encouraged. Yeah, there it's is very encouraging. coming up that is seeking after him for sure. Yeah, it's very exciting. So. Yep. All right. Well, tell them uh, I look forward to uh, more discussion about this. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. Yep. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.